Geek Card presents Back Issue Bloodbath with your hosts, Andrew Young and Petula Neal. It's just you out there with a ragtag group of new cadets just getting used to riding the dragon. You guys got to save the great land from some pretty scary shit. Nothing can stop the juggernaut here on Back Issue Bloodbath. I'm Andrew Young. I'm Batula Neal. And this week we are looking at a Dark Horse book called Rangers of the Divide. The first four issues are now available as a book one graphic novel uh, called First Ascent. It's written and drawn by Megan Huang, who uh, is a, uh, a local artist in our neck of the woods. But of course, we live in Toronto, so... Local artists in Neck of the Woods who's published who's really awesome. We're we are like flush with with privilege in that department. We have so many great comic creators that live in our city, and Megan is one of them. And uh, this is like her first big idea where it's her whole cloth getting to tell a story over at Dark Horse Comics. And this is the first chapter of like an epic kind of story. I know that the second book is coming out this year. This first one is off to a great start. I got the chance to talk to Megan Huang when the first issue came out. Let's take a listen. Hey, Megan, how's it going? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So uh, Rangers of the Divide, it came out uh, on May 19th. -hmm. The first issue of the six issue series. It's uh, your second. Four issues. Oh, four issues. Sorry, yeah. four issue series. <laughs> Getting people's hopes up for more issues. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So four issue series. Uh, it's your second uh, project with Dark Horse. Of course, we had you on last year for uh, Jen the Naya Monster. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so with this one though, you are you're calling the whole show. You're writing <laughs> and you're drawing. So uh, what's it like to have this much control over the uh, the property? Um. It's pretty good. Uh, I am a bit of a control freak. So having as much power as I do in the in the creation of the series is, is pretty good. And I, it's been a bit of a challenge since I have to do everything, basically, except for editing, of course, because I have editors for that. But um, yeah, it, like I, I enjoy it. it. Like it's been fun. Um, and I'm just happy it's being well received uh, right now, I think. That's right. You get to play God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, your, with your designs of like, as I know the, the story of course is about this, the, these Rangers, mm-hmm. uh, these cadets who are kind of getting thrown into the shit, but they're dragon riders. And what I found mm-hmm. really cool is that you gave your own touches to what dragons look like in this. And like, you know, they, I heard that you were you were you were struggling with the fact that you had to remove the wings. You, you yeah. let them go. Yeah, um, I I had a few designs where they did have the wings, and it looked good still. Except like I don't know, like just I I just I just want to do something unique, you know. And I didn't yeah. want it to just be another. Thing, the dragon kind of book that blended in with the rest not that that's a bad thing but like I just kind of wanted it to be a little bit different you know there was a bit of a plan um I'm not like pissed but I definitely wanted to play it with like this world having a lot of kind of um, magical magnetism to it um 
like like literal magnetism uh and uh you know the dragons um can kind of fly by using that magnetism um in the in the planet um and so that's kind of like something i definitely wanted to include but um yeah for like the creatures and i just kind of <laughs> went with the flow a little bit i do have like a folder saved on instagram of of art that kind of like inspires me so i'll i'll look at that sometimes if i get stuck for for the creatures or for some some there's some structures and, and issue too actually that I, I definitely had to really think hard about um so uh, I, I i think you know, some of it was planned some of it was like i i definitely learned it and also I, like i have like only so much time it, to complete the series so i definitely had to just kind of go with some of the stuff um versus think like overthinking it i just kind of had to keep on going forward you know right of course yeah now with uh with this book you know of course as i mentioned they're cadets they don't really uh have a lot of they don't have any experience and all the other rangers have already gone into battle commander knight he seems to <laughs> i, I want to know how many headaches will commander knight have during this series um a lot i think as the <laughs> as you know the cadets uh, like mature of it um, and kind of um, take everything a little more seriously. There will be like less less headaches as it progresses. But um, oh, I can't. I was about to say something that would spoil the last issue, so I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I there's going to be a lot of headaches <laughs> up until till they grow up a little bit more. Um, some of them um are okay and they get along pretty well with him but you know the others um are kind of dumb so <laughs> they, they kind of figure their their um stuff out i guess it's fantastic oh man so patula you are more of the fantasy realm than i am like you're more well versed in fantasy and sci-fi than i am so i'm gonna ask you what was your initial reaction to this book we love an academy, whether it's a Starfleet or younglings pre-mass murder. For the genre, love a grizzled veteran who should maybe not have gone into teaching just because you can do. Doesn't mean you can teach. Has to take a bunch of folks, trainees, off on a mission that is many points above their XP. So in terms of the tropes of the genre, love that for this. And that also gives you levels of fighting experience. There are stakes because you know from Jump just based on the sometimes too honest internal monologue while he's being very dishonest to this group of cadets. <laughs> they're not all going to make it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the the whole dragon writing thing, which, you know, there's many uh, dragon writing stories. I do like that the look and feel of their unique mounts, legit unique, like soup's cute. And also like their names very much match their character design. Like koi looks like a fish, looks like a pretty koi fish. Yeah. Slog looks a bit drippy, oozy, evergreen, super cute. Pastel is just like, you're giving me little pony. You're giving me like colors. You're giving me cute 
You're giving me your little paws always tucked together. The rooster one is, I mean, it's spelled R-O-O-S-T-U-R, literal coxcomb kind of situation. on it. Like the dragon rider energy and the pairing of the mount and the characters and then also the look and feel, very visually interesting as well. So you're not that bored because they all, they have their, their school fit on, which also cute, love a good uniform, love a good look. For folks who recently maybe came backwards into the kind of arcane world through the show mm. for that sort of league crowd, the fit's similar, it's not dissimilar. So it's sort of like, take that, that fit for the enforcers, cross it with like a little Starfleet Academy, and then throw a bit of like Aquaman by air for their little elbow <laughs> gliders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Their helmets matching their unique mounts all of it like so the the visual world building that kind of gives you a fast forward on what i would say less skilled storytellers would give you a lot of exposition about here's how this evolved it's like i don't need all of that because you're giving it to me in the look and feel yeah that's right she's very sparse in her dialogue and lets the picture tell the story totally yeah i can see this society like has evolved in this way we're getting some of the kind of backstory of the normal approach to training and how this is very atypical them going off on this mission we're getting some idea of there are legends but they're based on actual real monsters that exist and all of those things like it, it's done so efficiently it's a weirdly dense but such an easy read because they use the visual so well and oh my god the lettering here's the thing listener if you are currently like so many of us in the space mourning the egregious merge and lack of usability uh, depending on how you previously consumed things you purchased from comiXology and want to get the physical i i understand that however the art style on this it's so crispy on digital it is so crispy it is so pretty it's almost like built to be read on a sort of tablet shaped device like there's a lot of daylight Unlike, you know, a lot of things that involve, you know, dragon writing where it's like shadows and clouds and whatever, it is like, it's so bright. Mm. Like one of the devices is that it is safer for like huge chunks of their journey for them to travel by day. And you're seeing like beautiful landscapes and just like sharp, like crispy outlines of like dragons and their juggernaut monster that is, I can't even describe the shape of like the, the head and movement is giving me like the jurassic gone wrong but like also titan right but also kind of a thick daddy energy like he's fit they're fit i don't know like the the genitalia is a bit confusing i don't know how they reproduce point is i do love the fact that when usually (laughs) when it comes to to larger villains you rate the thickness pretty early on yeah (laughs) yeah it's sort of a lean thick kind of but you can the way they're drawn, they're sort of always drawn leaning forward. So you get this feeling of constant forward, like attack. Aggression, yeah. Yeah. It's just pretty and great. And the movement, much like a, a young cadet on their dragon, it just propels. You're, you're ripping through this. No, totally. Yeah. yeah. The story leans on tried and true devices in storytelling like this of a grand adventure, but is done very well. And the characters are very like authentic and genuine. So like you get the early kind of connection of like, okay, so Commander Knight, he didn't want this. He showed up. He sees the only people left in the barracks are these cadets. He's got to go fight this mission. 
He needs somebody. He needs, as you mentioned before, some bodies to, to be able to drop while they fight. Cannon fodder. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And uh, so he's, he says, okay, I'm going to take you lot around. And, you know, Elsie, who kind of becomes like the unofficial leader of these, you know, like, you know, from the cadet level, like the Cyclops of the, the X-Men, you know, you got the Xavier Cyclops kind of feel. She steps up and she's kind of helping him, you know, corral the other members of the team, but she can tell she has an intuition that, okay, he's not telling us something. The entire time without being defiant is continually picking away at the commander, basically saying, hey, like, kind of like putting it out there, like, hey, you could tell us what's really going on. Like with each question she asks, it's very obvious that she's underlining, you can tell us what's really going on. We'd be better helping you if you if we knew. And of course, he the entire time is like, I can't tell them because they're all going to die. We're all going to die. This is point, but we have to do this, you know, and then you get these moments of like isolation with night when he puts his helmet on, you get like the Iron Man interface with the, you know, the screen stuff pouncing off the face sort of thing. And he just sees them as like pawns, but because Elsie is so politely in his face the entire time, you can see that there's kind of like a mentor student feel to it. And at the same time, he just realizes, okay, eventually I'm not going to be able to lie to these kids because this one's way too smart sort of thing. And then the other kids are all just kind of like really pissed off that the person that's leading the battle isn't giving them anything. And uh, yeah, the dynamic of, of the cadets is really enjoyable. Everybody feels different and individual, but without feeling like with 100% like I'm filling an archetype, you know? Yeah. So the way she leans on the different tropes of the genre but then gives it a little tweak and subverts it as well. Exactly. Helps, like I said, kind of fast forward the storytelling so you don't have to have as much exposition, but then also you have surprises. For anybody who's read any of those wizard books, you see like, oh, gorgeous white owl looking thing flying through the sky. You're going to be our best. Oh, no, you're not a friend. (laughs) (laughs) You're a vicious monster. Yeah. No, totally. And then in that same kind of energy is they come across the ancient ruins and everything like that with the like all the sculptures and everything. And the one guy is kind of like, oh, no, this is like I got to this, this place. Oh, my God, I've got to get as much information as I can. I know this place sort of thing and kind of becomes the tourist in the middle of the story. It's very much like, hey, let's drop a little fanboy fangirl energy in here and be like, that's the character that's kind of like us sort of feel, you know? Yeah. And also in so many stories, that little side quest and whatever information they gathered, maybe some rubbing, some etchings, some Aquaman type weapon buried in a statue, that would immediately be useful. Meanwhile, instead, that little side quest, terrible idea, dangerous, sets them back and also didn't need the information about the juggernauts dude already knew. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It feels more like a character moment than a a story moment and Mm. a nice kind of like, like respite within the story. Yeah. Yeah. I thought little archeologist that was all excited about the side quest was going to be much more useful. And well, that, that right. (laughs) Also shows that there's an unpredictability to the story as well. Mm -hmm. And that's what you need. Cause again, I, like I'll admit, like I mentioned, you're more the fantasy like type person than I am. I usually stick to a lot of stories that involve people on modern streets sort of thing. And so it takes a, a blind lot- man fighting and screwing a lot of people. That's your energy basically. 
it makes sense to me. It does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I know that. I understand that. But anyways, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so for me, like to get into a fantasy story, it takes a lot usually. And I'll admit these first couple of pages, I was struggling with it because I always struggle with this. But within like the first 10, like I was hooked and I just kept turning the page and turning the page and turning the page. And I really like got invested in the journey and yeah, like I'm excited to see where it goes. And I also truly believe any of these children might die. And I'm not going to say I love that, but I kind of love that. Like I kind of like knowing that you're not going to have your standard tropey things. So I'm looking forward to as this series continues dropping some baby bodies. They're not babies. Listener, they're <laughs> cadets. They've signed up for this. They've enlisted in you know their dragon riding army. It's gonna pop off. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how do you feel? Are you worried for those dragons though? I mean, you know, ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's ride and die. There you go. Sometimes it is ride and die. Oh my God. What I also really enjoy is the, the deciding to make it like this big juggernaut like creature. It automatically makes it like, oh okay, so this isn't going to be like an easy fight. There's a lot of time you read these stories and it's like, because they make it so like the people they're facing, it's easy to tell. You can see they're going, oh, well, the people we're cheering for are going to win because they understand the enemy because the enemy is them sort of thing. You know, there's so many stories like that where it becomes more like warring factions, right? Or like, creatures that have some sort of similarity to like oh well they travel like this and i'm like this is just like a gigantic thing that just is it is a force it's like you can't stop it you know it's like that pop dance song the stop the rock you can't stop the rock you can't you can't stop it that's the whole point of it it's the jug. it's aptly titled it is the juggernaut so yeah they fought hard, but they could not defeat the juggernauts. That's what really excites me about this is that I've always been like a sucker for the, well, we're already going into a losing battle kind of thing. If we win this, it'll be a miracle type deal. I've always loved those stories. And so the fact that it's almost like this crew has no chance in hell, that's what really sells me on this story. Also, for you multiverse nerds out there, you're going to get other timelines. So they could drop bodies and then bring them back. I don't know what she's going to do. I love the idea of this woman taking literally every arrow in the quiver of sci-fi stuff and throwing it in, but mixing it up in a way that's new and delicious. It's, you know, like one of those YouTube videos where somebody takes regular old grocery store 33 cent ramen and does something miraculous with it there you go also now i'm hungry yeah i'm hungry too now thanks yeah. thanks for that patua and no you listening right now you're hungry too yeah we're all you hungry. just buy pork belly and throw it in like grocery store ramen have done would recommend there you go so you're saying this is the the energy yeah like this story is the energy of pork belly and ramen yeah, okay. of, of buying like good, like butcher quality pork belly, lightly searing it, chopping fresh green onion, maybe even, you know what, throw an egg in if that's your move, getting a little seaweed and just putting it in your 33 cent ramen and making yourself something sublime. There you go. Yeah. Now, you mentioned the, the dragons off the top and their individuality and their design. But I don't know, did you mention which one was your favorite? I mean, for... Just straight up cutes. I gotta go with Arno, the the pastel one, the sort of the baby poop pig is so cute. But I I really like Bryce's 
like fish dragon koi mm. yeah yeah i'd say that's probably my favorite that one there yeah because the uh, the fish element is pretty cool yeah although bean is bean reminds me a bit of well, i can't remember the name now of kitty pride's psychically tied little dragon friend oh shit this yeah. is bad i should remember this i know i should too i have an excuse of having taken lots and lots of cold meds but yeah i have but, i have a long-standing excuse here of not remembering names on the show come on now yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know what this is lockheed this is, lockheed lockheed yeah there yeah. you go this is the kind of stuff that i think the listener lives for because then they can just be there screaming at their device <laughs> you idiots <laughs> <laughs> that was for you listener yeah so you're you welcome there you go yeah. that's right that's right Definitely. So based on our little conversation here, I'm guessing you're saying people should definitely check it out. Yes. Check it out. Check out the next ones. Like this is, I would say almost decide for yourself. Like maybe do like a, see what's inside on a device, but then also go into a store to see if uh, you like the physical. How do you like the physical? I like the physical very much. I really like the, the, um, the, the printing for this is really nice and clean. Yeah. I, I almost want to wait till like maybe it's if not all done, maybe at a bigger chunk of content. If they're going to do like a maybe not a com- I don't know if it'll get the compendium size, but something like thick and then keep doing the kind of collections on digital for now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those ones where I think whatever you prefer, it's going to look good on either. There, there's right. some elements, especially that sort of last juggernaut fight that are just on digital. It's just so crispy. It's just so crispy. Yeah. And the other yeah. thing is that other thing is book sports, epic splash pages. Totally. Yeah. When there is a splash page. Yeah. Like that, that whole them within the. Oh yeah. yeah. That's, that's gorgeous. Yeah. Like this is the kind of thing that makes me want to keep the screen on my uh, tablet clean. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, exactly. So you can fully. Yeah. See all the cleanness and of the like, work there. Get to hold it up. Get the get the angles. Get that shine. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's some great light reflection stuff happening in this art. I would love to see this converted into some sort of like show on a premium streamer, so that you could like you know keep murdering the children. Like it's not it's not invincible levels of like violence, but yeah, if it if this ever was converted into something live action, I definitely want to retain the the mix of kind of childlike prettiness in the art, but then also like ultra violent see i Things think i they, think if they, they were gonna the monsters if they were gonna take it to the the small screen i'd say go animated so you could keep this this oh yeah no no style. i want it i want it yeah. animated but i want to animate it on something that isn't constrained to try to make it cleaner for children oh no no totally yeah, yeah. definitely a streamer yeah you know something like that totally but yeah the designs for it really lend to animation in my opinion if you were gonna cosplay i don't know part of me thinks i'd like to do the the wendigo look but i mean obviously one of the cadet looks would be uh, the easiest yeah i think no. the 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 side pony blue stretch of hair in uh bryce that's like everybody loves like a, a splash of color in their cosplay hair mm. i feel like that's the character that would be the best to dress up as yeah i gotta say the uniforms look amazing but i could never i'm not not much of a cosplayer but i personally could never cosplay because these outfits because there's so many layers and it makes sense that there's so many layers because they're going into various terrains and possible battles so they need yeah. the protection from not just assailants but also the elements but uh yeah they, they look very cool but if you made your bottoms just tights that look like pants um then you could get some breathing room there i'm an upper body sweater yeah that's true <laughs> We're sharing all kinds of things here on the show today. Uh, yeah. 
listener, this man barely owns a winter coat. Yeah, torso runs real hot. So yeah, yeah this would be a, a tough look for you. Yeah, yeah totally, totally. But uh, well, from a practicality standpoint, again, they've got sort of like the built-in um, knapsack look. Uh, there's the hood. It's great for all weather. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is an all-terrain type of outfit. Totally. And for uh, safety, depending on what goes on with, you know, our current state of apocalypse now-ish. There's masks. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And I'd say I'd say the dragons themselves are, are an all-terrain type of vehicle as well. Absolutely. <laughs> People should check it out. It's available through Dark Horse. Uh, you can get it either physically in a graphic novel trade format, or you can get it digitally. And uh, you've just heard Petula really like put over the digital experience for this book. And uh, I shall, I, I'd say equally the physical is just as fun. So definitely check it out. Petula, we've come to the end of the program. And uh, that's where I ask you where they can find you. At inatif.com, on Twitter at obesacantavit, O-B-E-S-A-C-A-N-T-A-V-I-T. And here with you. Of course, you can find everything I do over at geekhardshow.com. Follow me on Twitter at geekhard. Follow this very show on Facebook at Back Issue Bloodbath. And of course, uh, if you want to subscribe to the show, please do that on your podcasting platform of choice, uh, be it the iTunes, the Apple Podcast, the Google Podcast, Stitcher, tuned in, the Spotify, wherever you catch your pods. And while you're there, please leave a five-star rating and review because we want more people to hear the great word and find out really interesting information like the fact that I'm an upper body sweater. This has been Back Issue Bloodbath. I've been Andrew Young. I've been Petunio. Have yourself a good...